Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with your hosts, Ben and Burke. On today's show, we talk about some of the best spots to visit in Sapporo. From the perspective of locals, i.e., Burke and I, so the places mentioned in this episode are not your usual. Recommendations that you would find on the web, so hopefully, some of them will be new to you,、uh, especially if you've been to Sapporo before. And if you will have a chance to visit this great city, we are sure you will enjoy them as much as we do. We mainly talk about parks, hiking spots, and places to go for possibly a day activity, but we also throw in a market into the discussion. That Burke rates very highly. All right, enjoy the show. So, yeah, Burke,、uh, we had some. Messages from some fans.、Uh, you were just telling me before about the previous episode on, what was it, foreign foods in Japan and how they kind of change when they get imported here. Yeah, there was this guy. I don't know if he、uh, wants his name to be said, so I don't want to say anything, but his name starts with an M. He、uh, lives in Taiwan. He just pointed out something interesting because we were kind of like, I don't know why Chinese food in Uh, Japan can be so different than、uh, maybe what we're used to overseas or whatever, or the Cantonese influence. And he was just mentioning that,、uh, yeah, the reason why some the Chinese food in Japan is the way it is,、uh, or some of it, is because of the influence of Taiwan. Because、uh, he lives there and he kind of sees this going on, and he just says, like, a large number of Taiwanese go to Japan for work and still、uh, traditional Chinese dishes are rather different from Cantonese. It's also easier for Taiwanese to. Uh, go over and he says, lots of Japanese people come to Taiwan and open restaurants and you see food going back and forth and it's rather interesting. So I, I just thought that was an interesting point. I mean, I've got good friends in Taiwan, but、uh, didn't really make the food connection before and stuff. So that might explain it. I'm, I'm curious to ask some of my friends in Taiwan though, if, especially about the Ankake, if that's how Ankake is in Taiwan. It, it actually might be. I can't remember, but.、Mm, and that's something I didn't know as well because I've never been to Taiwan.、Um, Although I, I would like to go there because I did hear the, or I have heard that Taiwanese food is pretty amazing out there、um, and quite different from Cantonese food, I'm, I'm guessing. But yeah, it's good to know that, that that is where the influence comes from. So、uh, thanks for that comment and、uh, educating Burke and I and our listeners as well. Yeah, and、uh, that's kind of good because.、Uh Today's topic as well kind of talks about, I mean, at least some of the things I wanted to touch upon are, are foods in support on stuff. But、uh, yes, we're going to talk about what some of our most recommended places to visit if you're coming to Sapporo. Yeah. Right. And I think now, what are we? We're like coming towards the end of August.、Uh, some people say,、uh, a lot of Japanese people say summer's over.、Um, I kind of disagree with that. Because, you know, it's like the middle of August for me. Summers, you know, usually goes on to even middle of September、uh, when I was like living in England and even being in Japan. 
Summer's getting hotter, getting longer. But uh, yeah, some of my friends, you know, there was a after the we had a big heat wave a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, and then the temperatures dropped all of a sudden down to like low twenties. There was a couple of rainy days, and then some of my Japanese friends were like, "Oh, summer's done. It's over. Let's uh, you know, put put stop barbecuing, put all the summer stuff away, stop going to the beach." But um, but I was just like, "No, nah, summer's not done, man. We we still got a good few weeks left, I reckon." But um, well, you're still off work too, so that's why you feel like something's yeah, still going on. Yeah, yeah, my summer holidays just started. So yeah, I still got it's three like, weeks to go. No, summer's not done yet. It's just the beginning. <laughs> right. No, it's true though. I mean that uh, that I think it was from the typhoon or whatever that uh, that cold spell that kind of came through right after that heat wave. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that definitely tricked a lot of people. But like today, man, it was great. It was beautiful out today and stuff for last weekend and everything. So. Yeah, yeah, I think summer's summer's back and it's uh, it's here to stay for a, a few more weeks. So I think, yeah, now is a is a great place, is a great time to come to Sapporo, and even you know in the autumn time, like September, October, are like some of the perfect times to visit Sapporo. So yeah, so we are going to talk about our some of our favorite places to to check out, either if you're visiting or if you live here. And I'm sure if you do live here, then you will know all the places we are going to to mention. Mm. Uh, do you want to start, Burke? Any uh, in yeah, sure, no particular order, right? No particular order. This one's kind of a good one to mention uh, because of the months of September and uh, in October. We actually had our wedding uh, ceremony in late or at the beginning of October, October 1st, because, yeah, that is a great time to come here because of the autumn uh, colors come out. And this first place that I'm going to talk about, Moiwa Mountain, is uh, actually a really good place to go, well, year-round, but even in the uh, autumn time because you can see the uh, leaves changing as you take the ropeway up to the top, up to the top of the mountain. Uh, it's one of several small forested mountains southwest of central Sapporo, the mountain is a popular seeing, sightseeing spot that is known for the spectacular view out over the city from an observation deck at its summit. Isn't it like one one of the uh, top night views in Japan or something? I heard it's in the top ten somewhere. Yeah, definitely, 10. definitely not the top three, but I think it's in the top ten somewhere. And it is yeah. a great, great view from up there. I haven't been there for a long time. Like the it. Moiwa Mountain was actually the first mountain I ever hiked when I came to Japan in my first mm. year. And it's quite a nice hike. It's not too challenging. Um, it's a little bit steep. I'd say uh, for your first hike of the season, might be best avoided. It takes about, what, an hour up, I think. And that's the uh, hike, yeah. Yeah, that might be going quite quickly as well. Um, so probably a two about a two-hour round trip. Uh, but when you get to the top, yeah, it's a great view. But I haven't been there since they kind of did the renovation. Yeah, so what are you talking about? Like, two, You haven't been there since like 2008 or something? 2007? Uh, was that when it got renovated? No, it got renovated in 2012. But if you said if it, it was one of the first that you hiked up. Yeah, so the first time I went was, yeah, 2007. And then I think I went back again probably around 2010. But I haven't been since, uh, yeah, well, yeah the, I guess, 2012. Well, the renovation, it's completely different up there. Like the renovations, they put this really nice building in there. It's got a French restaurant uh, that we've been to. It's not too overpriced. Uh, it's actually pretty good, but they've got, uh, yeah, a bunch. I mean, it's completely uh, different up there now. Um, the ropeway, 
everyone knows you kind of take it up from the bottom and then you take a mini car up uh, like three from three quarters of the way or so to the top. Um, but yeah, if you haven't been there since the renovations, you should go up there because it's a completely different place now. Yeah, we actually uh, did our first hike of the year a couple of weeks ago in uh, in Mariama, Mariama Mountain, which uh, which I'll mention later. But yeah, usually uh, uh, Moy was probably the the second hike we usually go for. Like Mariama was like the warm up one. Uh, then Moira could be next. But then yeah, we we hiked Mariama and. It was actually quite challenging. I mean, I haven't been, you know, it's the first hike of the year. It's, it's not that difficult, but when you're, when you're doing it for the first time after a year of hiking, it's, it's actually quite hard. It only, only takes like 30 to 45 minutes up. But yeah, I think, I think Moira might be a bit tough. So, uh, so we were coming down, um, and then realized why we don't actually enjoy hiking that much it's because <laughs> going down is quite painful on the knees i found uh, at, the, at the stage that you're coming yeah and I, I think that's what it is it's like you know now we're getting older and my wife was the same you know she was kind of struggling a bit more when she was coming down it's, it's actually quite it's actually easier going up so at the end of it she was kind of like insinuating that she didn't want to hike anymore, so <laughs> I might have to do Moira by myself next well, time. Well, you know, you know what you do is you don't um, hike down Moira. You hike. You can hike from Moira over to Asahiyama Park, right? There's like a connecting path. Maybe it takes mm. like forty-five minutes or something, thirty minutes. I only actually it might only take like twenty minutes. I can't remember. But yeah, you can walk over to Asahiyama Park. So it's just like a kind of parallel, not parallel, but kind of you know level walk. From from Moiwa, yeah, oh. and, yeah, and then uh, maybe just uh, have your park there at Asahiyama and go home from Asahiyama Park or something. That's a good idea, and that's uh, and also Asahiyama was on one of my uh, my list of recommendations as well. So it's a great uh, date spot, I think. I've uh, I've actually taken quite a few girls in the past on on first dates up at Asahiyama. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, well, you kind of need a car to get there. Um, luckily, the girls I dated all had their own cars, so they, they drove me up the mountain, which was quite nice. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the best views in Sapporo, I think. It's not too high. It's, uh, what is it? It's, it's 137 meters above sea level, um, but you can see almost the whole of Sapporo City, but at mm. like a rooftop level. Um, there's a lot of space, so good spot for like picnics. Uh, there's a uh, stared terrace that goes all the way around the park. Uh, a lot of grass. There's a fountain at the bottom, so kids can, can play there in the summertime. Uh, lots of trees around, so you can find shaded areas if it's uh, if it's too sunny. And there's also like a, a little bit of a hiking trail. I wouldn't call it a hiking trail, a walking trail uh, yeah. around with like a suspension bridge and a playground for for small children. So yeah, that is one of my favorite parks actually. And I always, yeah, like I said, take my take girls there on the first date. I don't know why they always seem to be quite happy when they're there enjoying nature together you know yeah and the view and <clears throat> the view is good at all times of the day we were actually considering going there today because uh trying to decide on something to do for the day in the afternoon so definitely Did you know? a recommendation 
one of the one of the girls I dated a while ago. She she said to me that Asayama Park is uh, is apparently a good place for couples to make out at night time. The car park. Mm. Did you so, ever hear that? Well, yeah, I thought that's what they, why you were saying you've uh, taken so many girls and then you. Oh no, I, I I always went during the daytime. I was a I was a daytime person. I see. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but apparently, yeah, good for good for potential doggers if you're into that at nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tiered uh, the tiered area too. You can kind of sit there and hold hands, have some lunch. Yeah, I used to go there for for lunch sometimes. My uh, my school, one of my high schools, was quite close to there. So uh, so yeah, in the summers, me and my coworker would get some sandwiches and sit on the sit on the stairs together and uh, look look into each other's eyes. Imagine that. <laughs> Quite romantic. Finally fulfilling that Jap- dream in Japan, <laughs> making it happen, meeting somebody yep. special. Well, that's good, man. We both started out with like scenic places, or I guess we didn't both start out, but uh, you kind of mentioned that. Uh, did you want to mention your next one? Well, all my, all my kind of recommended places are Make parks. out spots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dark alleyways <laughs> uh and like probably, probably my favorite one um and i think it's a lot of uh locals favorites in terms of parks is uh would have to be nakajima park mm. uh which is you know it's not right in the center of town like where odori is uh everyone knows odori park but it's not far away it's like a few blocks maybe a 10 minute walk away um, going southwards and yeah, Nakajima Park, they have a lake or more like a pond in the center surrounded by trees. Um, and it's like bang smack in the middle of the, of the city, like quite close to Suskino. But when you're in there, you don't feel like you're in the city at all. So it's quite a easy way to, to get away or, uh, from the hustle and the bustle of, of, uh, of Sapporo. Uh, but yeah, this place I love, man. I used to live right next to it. So I used to go drink beers uh, all the time. Uh, yeah, and I actually went there recently with a with a friend. We uh, we just went to that. There's a kind of a playground area or a ground area. Uh, we're just sitting on the benches, doing some people watching, uh, and and noticed yeah, quite an attractive uh, female on the, at the other end of the park, uh, and then realised about ten minutes later that it was actually a dude. <laughs> because <laughs> my eyesight's pretty bad <laughs> and my friend was like i think that's a guy <laughs> but you also get that with uh with with women in japan i don't know if you've you've noticed Burke, but the age is it's quite hard to tell how old someone is uh when you don't see their face so uh, a few times from from behind you'll be seeing uh, a very slim looking woman uh very very well dressed Maybe quite quite glamorous looking, maybe wearing a short skirt and high heels even. And then uh I don't know if it's happened to you before, but then you kinda of try to catch up and check out their face and then realise that they're like sixty years old. <laughs> you don't get that back. Do you get like charged with some crimes recently or just trying to justify a lot of new things when you go like through all these things. Uh yeah, I think there's actually a uh I think there's a phrase for it. Guilt. No, no, no. 
No, I can't remember what it is, but there's some Japanese phrase about like mistaking somebody from the back. Oh man, I can't, wish I could remember it, but yeah, I can't remember. So yeah, well, it we, happens we, a lot of well, people. Well, we have yeah. uh, we have an expression in English for uh, kind of mistaking an old person for a young person from behind, a, a Cronenberg. Cronenberg, no. Yeah, because, you know, it's Cronenberg 1664. So it's like from behind, they're like 16, and then they turn around, it's, oh, 64. <laughs> Cronenberg. Yeah, oh. the beer. <laughs> I'll uh, keep that in mind. Yeah, I have not heard of the Cronenberg. But uh, Nakajima Park, I think I mentioned this before, but when I first came in Japan, uh, my first private Japanese teacher lived near Nakajima Park. So every day, or not every day, but like uh, every time I had a lesson, it's like twice a week or whatever, um, I'd have to, I would walk through Nakajima Park from the station to the other side of the park to where uh, she lived at her parents' house and stuff. And uh, yeah, so I could walk through and enjoy that park uh, every season, and it was really nice. Um, and we we were even looking at an apartment near... Nakajima Park recently, but uh, then at the last minute, like uh, one of my wife's friends that grew up in Sapporo and actually lived near Nakajima Park was saying like she was never allowed to walk home growing up uh, from the station through Nakajima Park. She kind of have to take the city streets, you know? At nighttime you're talking about, right? Yeah, because there was like some uh, kind of Chinese looking guy with a hat on. <laughs> And a mustache. Uh, speaking with a British accent, though, <laughs> like uh, trying to grab a purse and stuff. <laughs> had, a, had a long grey jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, I mean, she, yeah, she was, I mean, the park was kind of dangerous. So in the end, we, we didn't uh, end up buying a pl- place near there. And I guess if it really is dangerous, I don't know, man, I really wanted to live there because it was uh, like right next to the park and stuff. But I mean, I guess now that we have two young daughters and stuff, maybe we made the right choice in the end. Uh, I think it's, that place, it is, it seems to be, uh, one of the more popular places that people want to live when they do come to Sapporo. Um, especially like young people, uh, if they're, they're new, uh, because yeah, just, it's, just cause it's so convenient. But yeah, they're, they're, they had, do have a reputation, especially at nighttime for there being a, a few kind of weirdos, uh, in the park. Uh, but I've, I've kind of walked through. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hid behind some bushes at night, and uh, you know, I was fine. This is how it starts the crimes of Ben. There's an underlying theme to this whole episode <laughs> Ben's criminal lifestyle. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been there at night too. It's a great park to go to at night. <laughs> I mean, uh, just because, like, yeah, it's a great park. I mean, it's not, it's not illegal to go there at night. <laughs> Right, so uh, I, we've been there to hang out, have some beers at night before too. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and and some some of some other good points about the park. They um, they have a there's like a Japanese traditional garden there. That's uh, it's not even open that often. Um, I've actually only been there once, and that was probably last year during Golden Week. They opened it, but in the whole time I've been here, I never knew uh, that was open because they always had the gates locked all the time. Um, have you been there, Buck? Uh, I I have not actually. Uh, I don't think I've actually been inside, but I mean, you can see a lot of it from the side, right? As you're walking by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when yeah. you go inside, it's yeah, it's beautiful. There's uh, there's all these p- pagodas, and uh, I think I kind of pulled it up recently. Uh, what they have, they have all these sculptures and and monuments. 
famous lanterns. So there's a the shape of the twelve stone lanterns uh, from around the nation. Uh, there's a tea house in there, which is um, a, a national designated a national cultural property uh, to be the creation of Enshu Kobori. Uh, he was a master of the tea ceremony from the beginning of the Edo period. So huh. you can see that in there too, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. What, what is the building right next to Hoheikan? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Hoheikan as well. Historic building built in, uh, 1880. Yeah. And, one of uh, our good friends had their wedding there actually. Oh, right. It yeah. might have been before you got to Sapporo though. Yeah. Hmm. Is it, is it quite a common spot for weddings? Cause you always see kind of, people posing for for wedding photographs in the park either in their kind of yukata uh kimono combination or uh or even like western style uh marriage attire yeah i think it's a popular wedding venue i mean there's kind of a balcony too where they can come out on the second floor it's a really good uh photo spot for uh the bride and the groom so definitely yeah it's definitely <clears throat> i wanted to ask so have you ever uh, been to a con? Because obviously, a big part of Nakajima Park is the is the Kitara uh, mm. concert hall. Have you ever been to a concert there, though? Uh, I've only been in there to use the toilet. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Actually, no. uh, well, I laugh because I, I used to use it quite often too as I was like <laughs> walking by for those Japanese lessons. Um, but I think I've only been to one concert there. It was like. Uh, girlfriend that used to work at city hall got free tickets for something and it's like the only time it was kind of classical music wasn't too long i mean it's really nice it's really nice i mean it's a famous concert hall uh but yeah i've realized i've only been in it like that one time yeah but it's only for classical music right so you're not gonna get uh rock bands in there or punk bands it's just uh yeah uh your, your kind of traditional orchestra uh performances yeah, Ben's been campaigning for AKB48. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Try to get that to happen. <laughs> Part of the captain of the Otaku Club. That's here. why I haven't been. That's why I haven't been, because AKB on there. So waiting. <laughs> this virgin experience, he wants it to be free. <laughs> I, I do, I do want to go, though, to see uh, one of those kind of, you know, traditional uh, cultural performances, uh, like you're saying, uh, uh, an orchestra or a... I don't know. Do they have like operas in there and stuff like that? I'm sure they do. The, uh, I mean, there's two concert halls, the large one and the small one. And I think the large one, I mean, it's known for, it's, uh, famous for its acoustics, I believe, if I remember correctly. Mm. So yeah, I'm sure they have uh, operas and, uh, and well, I don't think they necessarily have operas, but I think they have like probably opera singers come perform. Cause it's not like a stage stage. It's, uh, just like a concert stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, uh, next to Nakajima Park is very close to the river, Toyohira River, which also is also one of my favorite places to hang out. I wouldn't exactly call it a tourist destination. I mean, it's just kind of a river with some bridges, some free open tennis courts. But if it's, uh, if it's a, a shitty day and it's raining and you wanted to, you know, maybe hang outside, Drink some beers of you feeling lonely. Probably hang out under the bridge and and drink a drink a twelve pack is uh, sometimes a nice nice thing to do. I actually did that a couple of weeks ago with a friend. <laughs> feeling lonely and sad, you have an <laughs> argument with your wife or something. 
<laughs> under the bridge in Sapporo. Uh, yeah, I, I I have had beers under the bridge on <laughs> Tahiti uh, River before. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a popular. <clears throat> even if you are like uh, visiting Sapporo as a tourist and you're looking for like a uh, a jogging spot, uh, it's a popular. Ch- uh, I mean, there's a lot of people jogging along the river, barbecuing along the river. Uh, sporting events, park golf along the river. There, so there's quite a bit to do, but uh, it's not, yeah, like you said, too much of a quote unquote tourist spot. But I'm sure tourists do go there. Yeah, I mean, I I pretty much go there every every week uh, by the river to play tennis. There's some free courts, and every time I ride down there along the the cycle track, there's always yeah people kind of running or barbecuing under the bridge usually like two people, even though you're not really allowed to at the moment because of the COVID regulations. But if you do it like in a small group, two or three people, uh, no one usually says anything. And there's always like random uh, guys uh, just like sunbathing on benches or falling asleep. And they're just like <laughs> taking all their clothes off apart from their, their underpants and kind of a, a bit like British style, really. Like when the sun comes out in Britain, you know, we all run down the beach and we just want to, get as brown as we can or most people turn red but it's quite rare to see uh to see japanese people do that because you normally go down the beach or the lake and everyone just covered up you know they're wearing all these sun protector uv protection clothes and big uh big visor caps so it's quite rare to see people like really actually trying to enjoy the sun and get a suntan i don't know maybe they're hosts or something yeah, I mean, because they're uh, going all out trying to get it uh, nice and even and dark and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, in Japan, I think traditionally, isn't it kind of like uh, um, fairer skin is kind of a sign of the higher class or something. So mm. I think that's why a lot of people uh, traditionally worried about getting tan and stuff. But uh, yeah, there's others. I mean, there's spots that are large enough to throw the frisbee around or have uh pick up soccer games uh football games and stuff so yeah we used to play a, a bit of football down there i remember when i first came i think uh i think you probably played burke as well um yeah just playing football along the lake or i remember or along the river i remember you were you were quite quite aggressive i didn't bring my shin pads but i but i should have done <laughs> <laughs> just trying to st- you know that's make uh, you competitive turf. yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's the only thing I can do. It's uh, just take out the players. That, that was my role growing up. You know, yeah, the hit, the hit yeah. Man. You, you definitely uh, use your wrestling skills. That's a good effect, isn't it? Don't you guys don't tackle as part of football in UK? It's, it's pretty common in Michigan. Um, yeah, but moving along, uh, thought maybe I should uh, add a food place in here. So I wanted to put in Nijo Market. Uh, mm. <clears throat> Nijo Market is a public market in central Sapporo that occupies about one city block. Both locals and tourists visit the market to shop for fresh local produce and seafood such as crabs, salmon eggs, sea urchin, and various fresh and prepared fish. There are 15 fisheries and fishmongers selling that day's catch. There's the larger fish market um, over near Soen, what's it called? Uh, Jogai Ichiba, I think. Uh, that has like 80 shops and restaurants. Uh, it's actually, a, I think, the main selling market in Sapporo. But this one uh, is right near Sosegawa, uh, throw, a, sto- a stone's throw away from like Odori Park. Uh, Ishikari Bay started selling fresh fish there. Um, 
The number of bars and grocers in the area began to increase over the years, and laying the foundation for the market, there is a small corridor and collection of drinking places called Noden Yokcho. And uh, yeah, I was um, for my wedding. One of the first guys who arrived from overseas. Uh, from California. As soon as he got to Sapporo, he was like, he got off the train. I saw him, met him at the train station. He was like, let's go to Nijo Market. Uh, so he already knew about it. He's kind of a foodie. Uh, you can go there, get obviously fresh, uh, seafood, uh, you know, from the fishers, get some nice ikoradon or whatever, fresh sashimi, all sorts of different stuff. Um, have you been there quite often or not really? Um, I haven't been there to buy anything. Or, or eat anything but i've always been past there like it's you know because it's quite close to uh to nuki koji ichome yeah um, and it's really close to uh close to toy Hill river as well so i used to pass by there on my way to tennis and uh and to be honest uh it was it was a bit annoying because it was kind of in the way like you can't really <laughs> ride through because there's people there or <laughs> tourists get you um yeah yeah get your uh on the side, yeah. I mean, well, because they're out selling on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. To to be honest, I, I was a bit disappointed um, because I, I've been to the the big one in Tokyo. Um, well, that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, we don't have any. I mean, maybe in Hakodate they got some good uh, outdoor markets and stuff, but we don't really got anything in here, Sapporo. So if you come here and you want one, that's what you got, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But if you, but if you've been to um, like the one in Hakodate or especially the one in Tokyo, what's the one in Tokyo called? The the massive one. You're talking about Tsukuji? Well, yeah, it's now yeah. Moved out to wherever. Right, it is now. right. Yeah. So if you've been there, um, I think you'll be quite disappointed because it's basically one corner of uh, of Sapporo, right? It's like it's it's, it's a know. block, but. Uh, but I, but I'm not recommending it as like a <laughs> fish market to go and like get this overwhelming experience, uh, next to Tokyo. I'm saying if you want fresh seafood, uh, this is like a great place. Where you, it feels kind of raw. You know, you're sitting there. It's not like a formal restaurant. The places you eat are just like these uh, shops being run by the fishermen themselves and stuff, you know? Right, right. So it's and got that feeling to it. Yeah, yeah. And maybe if uh, if you want to buy some fresh seafood to, to send home, which a lot of Chinese people seem to do, uh, that would probably be the, the best place to go for the freshest stuff in, in Sapporo. Um, ben, and, and probably but, probably even, uh, uh, would you say, like an uni don or something? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't like uni, so <laughs> I, I would say, yeah. I would say ikura, ikura don. You, you don't like that. You don't like the explosions, right? Right, uh, right. So, yeah, I yeah. like the I like the dons. Um, so <clears throat> maybe maybe there's a, a good spot to go. But I prefer <laughs> to go to somewhere like Shakotan, which well, watch I think this. is I, more, I, I, more fresh. I bet I can I can I bet I can change your opinion right here. Uh, the, right. Another reason you can go there is uh, for the awesome craft brewer, brewery uh, right next door, uh, Sun and Moon. You know. If you want some good craft beer, uh, head over right over there to Nichijijo, and uh, you can stop by their bar right there as well. Wouldn't yeah, you that's say that's a good reason to go there? Yeah, that's actually the only reason why I go around that area. It's for, <laughs> it's for that sun and moon bar. But usually that's in the evening, so then the market's kind of shut up, shut up shop by then. 
All right, can I, can I admit, to be honest, just like you, it's kind of in the way. I don't really like going to that area of, ta- area of town. So why are you recommending it? <laughs> because I just saw like this uh, passion <laughs> and interest from this guy who came to visit. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, I guess so we got to go there. So, uh, and another guy who, uh, who so, came So I take visit- it, I take it this guy didn't go to the one in Tokyo then? No, no, he, he knows or about it, but he, he just knows... One, okay. No, but he knows Hokkaido equals awesome uh, seafood, you know, uh, legendary in Japan because of our cold waters, as uh, all the people here say, the mm. <laughs> native people, best in Japan. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so he knew to go there for some, like, some great crab, and, and he got a big bowl of uh, mixture of sashimi and ikura and everything, so. How, uh, how much how much was that, would you say? Because I haven't, um, you know. Inexpensive, it was probably close to, like, 500 yen or something oh really yeah so i I went to the one in tokyo and me and my buddies woke up really early to go down there like you go you go there like four or five o'clock and Mm -hmm. you can see the the tuna auction going on Uh, and obviously we wanted to to try some of the the fresh food so the the earlier you go the fresher it is and we had some uh some donburi and it was like two and a half thousand yen um with like you know had everything uni ikura shrimp uh some maguro but i mean 2000 yen is a lot of money and it was good but i don't think i'd want to pay that much for uh for fresh food maybe 500 yen sounds about right yeah you can get even better fresh seafood up here in hokkaido at nijo and if, i don't know i probably i might have misremembered it being 500 yen or something it might have been like but it was a good, it was a good deal <laughs> it, was, it was a good deal uh, I mean, I don't remember. I just remember paying for him because it's, I didn't want him to pay, obviously, because he was visiting. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I might have been just in a giving weekend or mood that weekend because it was the weekend of my wedding. So mm. maybe that's why I didn't think it was too expensive. I don't know. Well, all right. That was my place. Uh, where's your next place so I can bash on it a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Actually, most most of mine are, are outdoor places. So my my kind of last one is a uh, Takino Park, uh, yeah. Takino Suzuran Park. It's a very popular area uh, for for barbecuing. You don't actually need to really take anything apart from food. Uh, they have all the grills there uh, in the in the barbecue spots. Uh, they have lots of wood um, to to make some small fires. And there's a there's a nice park there as well where you can where kids can play. Um, good for camping. You can go for for a day trip or night trip. There's um auto camping that happens there. We actually go there quite a lot. Um, one of the schools I worked at, they had their their yearly birthday uh, barbecue there. So then all the students and all the teachers would go down. Uh, would always walk there from uh, from around Mariama area. And, uh, yeah, have like water fights, balloon, balloon water fights. They want all the girls would take their water pistols down and squirt all the teachers. So that was, uh, that was quite, quite, quite a fun memory. And there's lots of, uh, walking paths. So, you know, teachers used to want to get away from their, from their students and have a, have a cheeky cigarette somewhere so you can walk around and, <laughs> and they also have a, a, a pond where you can do some fishing too. But it's, it's a bit, you know it's not real fishing because they kind of put the fish into the pond um you catch it and and then i think yeah you can grill it if you want and eat it or you can just like throw it back 
but it's uh, it's not real fishing because you're it's like, it's like you're guaranteed to catch something that's kind of weird yeah but i think kids you know maybe it's a good thing to get kids into fishing but then it's a it's, it's almost like false uh false fishing because you you know you get their hopes up they think they're going to catch something all the time when they're clearly not if you do real fishing yeah, I mean, that park, though, is awesome. It's uh, year-round, like, uh, in the wintertime, don't they have, like, a large sledding area and stuff? They um, do, yeah. I haven't I haven't actually been there in the winter, but uh, but I think, like, during the um, the winter snow festival, like, around February time, they have, yeah, like, a big snow park with uh, giant slides and kids can sit on big tires and slide down there. Uh, yeah, never been there in the wintertime, but I've heard it's uh, it's pretty good fun as well. Yeah, and all the waterfalls, and there's uh, a lot of different structures that look like a Ghibli movie and stuff, uh, so it's great fun for kids as well. There's a lot of play areas and everything. Yeah, so Takino Park would probably be my, my last one that I would recommend mm-hmm. people. Again, I think it's uh, you kind of need a car, or there might be some uh, some buses that would take you there from uh, from Sapporo Station, I'm sure. Because it's quite a it's quite a uh, popular uh, tourist spot, um, and I think you have to pay to go in. Is that right? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, there is an admission fee. Mm. So yeah, I'm 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 guessing that there probably is a, a bus that would take you there. Then, if it's uh, if one if it's one of those pay pay parks, pay to use parks. Yeah, uh, we've been there obviously a few times because it's really fun with kids. So it's a place that I would recommend as well. Maybe one of the last places I was going to mention. I had actually some other parks on my place too, like Moedanuma Park, uh, especially because of the fireworks that they have there. I think they have the best fireworks in Sapporo. Obviously, fireworks are a big part of summer culture in Japan. You've got like the fireworks at Banke and down at the Toyohita River again. And uh, you got Otaru fireworks, but I would say Moedanuma Park fireworks are definitely best. Uh, and they're even doing them this year on September 4th. Um, so I was going to talk about that. But actually, uh, last place I want to mention is also a place that you would need a car, but it's uh, Lake Shikotsu. I think uh, if you come all the way up to beautiful Hokkaido, uh, you're right in Sapporo enjoying everything here in Sapporo and you want to enjoy some of the awesome Hokkaido nature just very close to Sapporo, maybe an hour by car, then you definitely got to check out Lake Shikotsu. Uh, it's part of the Shikotsu Toya National Park. Uh, it's a caldera lake, <coughs> uh, just like Lake Toya, uh, which means it was formed from collapses in the earth after volcanic activity. has an average depth of 265 meters and a maximum depth of 363 meters, which is pretty deep. And uh, kind of like all those caldera lakes. Oh, this makes it the second deepest lake in Japan. Did you know that? Second no, deepest. No, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's mountains all around, visitor center. Uh, you can. Uh, there's restaurants, hot springs. And uh, it was actually the spot of one of my first uh, dates with my wife uh, because there is a very nice restaurant that's part of an onsen there called... Uh, giving them all this free promotion, but Lakeside Villa uh, Sui Meikaku. Um, is that is that like actually in the the kind of restaurant area of Lake Shikotsu? Because there's kind of like two or three parts right where where yeah. people normally go. So it's not the it's not by the camping or no. the day the day makers part. 
Right. It's kind of in its own little area. Uh, there's another onsen or maybe a few other in that same area. Um, we had a board meeting uh, for one of my former companies there. And uh, it's not a cheap onsen. Uh, so it only has like nine rooms in the whole onsen. Uh, so, of course, I didn't get to stay there because I'm just a uh, pitiful worker. You get to uh, sleep outside. Yeah, camp right outside the front door area, uh, under the bridge. Um, well, actually, uh, just like most Japanese companies, unless you were like the president or CEO or an overseas visitor, uh, you were not allowed to stay at the expensive spot. You would stay at the cheap place next door, uh, cause like most Japanese companies can't be paying anyone a respectable salary. Uh, don't want to have another Carlos Ghosn situation overpaying your, uh, executives and stuff. So, but when I went there for a date, there's a nice restaurant connected to the onsen. And, um, you know, you don't need to stay at the onsen to eat, eat at the restaurant, but the restaurant's right there overlooking the lake. It's not too overpriced or anything. Um, afterwards, you can go walk around near the lake and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I would recommend that as maybe another date spot, uh, along with the others that we've kind of mentioned today. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Lake Shkotsu, which uh, I mentioned earlier, there's there's kind of like the main restaurant area, which you, you kind of have to pay for that spot uh, for the parking. Um, and then there's some other activities that you can go on the, the, the swan boats, uh, pe- pedal swan boats out there, which is quite, which could be quite fun. Um, but then there's also uh, a kind of a beach area where a lot of people just go for the day um, you can't barbecue there anymore you used to be able to so people would set up tents um, usually stay there for the day go swimming we went there a couple of weeks ago um yeah we went there like two two weeks in a row like during that heat wave and the lake was like perfect to swim in just like perfect temperature but there's a lot of people doing like sup boarding i think uh. i mentioned that before the stand up paddle boarding which I don't really get. Like, it looks really kind of boring and <laughs> doesn't look very difficult. You just stand on the board and you're going really slow. Um, yeah, so there was, there was a few dudes doing that. Uh, it was quite, it's quite good to see. There was one, there was one family. Uh, they brought their own canoe down. So I saw the dad just like building it all up together. It took him like 15, 20 minutes and his kids were like waiting for him to, to finish and his wife. And, uh, and then as, as soon as he like finished the canoe, he just like chucked into the lake, jumped in himself and just paddled away <laughs> just, like, <laughs> by himself as fast as he could. And he went like really far away as well. Just like ignored his family. <laughs> that man's name was Burke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's also, I mean, it's known as one of the clearest lakes in, uh, I think in Japan as well. Um, but you're not allowed to barbecue there. Is that just because of the pandemic or is that like a new rule? It might be because of the pandemic, yeah, because I think they're trying to, uh, you know, encourage people not to go down there. Um, yeah. So that might be, that could be the reason. But you can, you know, there's uh, there's also the Shikotsu campsite um, where you can barbecue. So you could go there for the day uh, and pay like, I don't know, sen yen for the day and then barbecue there. And that's quite... A similar spot but it's a little bit further away probably like 30 i would say 20 minutes down the the coast um but yeah i, th- I think you're right i think it's because of the the pandemic that they introduced that so hopefully 
um, when everything's back to normal, they'll bring that back. But yeah, the last time I did go down there, there were a, a couple of bad boys down there barbecuing, um, ignoring the the rules. Um, and I, I think it kind of looked like you again, Burke. Maybe that was one of your, one of your one of your group of people doing the same thing, breaking the rules as as usual. That's my middle name, Burke. <laughs> Break the rules. Everyone knows my last name. <laughs> Mr. Break the Rules Burke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, well, that's uh, too bad. I had a lot of other ones on my list. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite spots in Sapporo that I actually learned a lot of new interesting things about that I uh, wanted to talk about, Siskino. But, man, uh, I guess we could talk about those and some of these other places that I wanted to mention in another episode some other time, man. There's a lot of great places here in Sapporo, so it was kind of hard to decide. Yeah, yeah. We we tried to, I guess, talk about ones that uh, I think tourists coming to Sapporo would probably not know so much about. Except for know, sad, sad Nijo market that <laughs> definitely does not endorse. <laughs> Sorry, Nijo. Uh, but yeah, and you know, we could have said Odori Park. Everyone knows Odori Park. We recommend that place too. But uh, the ski jump. Are, yeah, the ski jump. These are, I guess, you can almost say they're uh, off the beaten track uh, in a way. Uh, but, you know, you wouldn't read so much about them in stuff that you'd find online. So hopefully, if you do get a chance to visit, uh, yeah, check, check these places out that we are, that locals like me and Burke and, and some of our friends uh, highly enjoy all year for round. Sh- for sure. And if you, uh, if you enjoy the episode... Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and uh, and share the pod with your friends as well, your friends and family. That would really help us out, help us grow, hopefully entertaining you guys. So, yeah, please uh, please support us by, yeah. by doing that. And if there's no episode, just might mean we're taking a break for a week. Yeah, or Burke's just feeling lazy. Oskar sama this. This episode was brought to you by The Red House, located in the heart of Rizutsu Ski Resort in Hokkaido. Just cross the main road, and it's behind the Seiko Mart convenience store. The restaurant features a mix of Japanese, Asian fusion, and Western-style dishes, including shabu-shabu with wagyu beef and Hokkaido wagyu beef steak. Open winter and summer, 12 to 3 p.m. for lunch, 5 to 9 p.m. for dinner, with prices ranging from under 1,000 yen to about 5,000 yen. Check out our website, theredhouse.jp.